Welcome to tomorrow's Leader Spotlight. I am John Laredo, your host and CEO of the Laredo Group. It is our mission to help leaders tap into the unique skills that help them transform their own life, the organizations they lead, and the people that they influence. Everyone is a leader, and leadership is learnable. If you'd like to learn ways to take your leadership to the next level, stick around at the end of the episode. I'll give you some easy steps to take. Or if you'd like to be a guest on tomorrow's Leader Spotlight, I'll share with you how you can apply. All right, let's get things going. All right, welcome to today's episode of Tomorrow's Leader, where we dive deep on all things leader-related, related to leading yourself and leading others. I'm John Reader, your host, and I have on with us today, CEO of Paraflight, Sim Shane. Uh, he is the uh, CEO of Paraflight, obviously, but also the originator or founder of OregonFlight.com, a new app that they've developed, which I'm excited to talk about. So, Sim, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. Pleasure. And uh, I've, whereabouts are you right now, uh, geographically, by the way? I don't usually admit to it, but I'm actually in New Jersey. Oh, nothing That's wrong with that. I grew up in New Jersey. <laughs> oh, did you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. I was born and raised there, and that's where I live. All right. Nice. I was in uh, Central and South Jersey, so I don't know whereabouts you are, but I'm, I was in Manalapan and then down near Cherry Hill. I'm right in between. All A little right. town called Lakewood. Yep. I know Lakewood. Good uh, stuff. Excellent. Well, um, um, I, I would love to dive right in because I love the concept of the app that you've developed, um, organflights.com. I don't want to steal any of the thunder by sharing it with the audience, but I know it's going to get uh, certainly a lot of interest. So why don't you share a little bit about what it is, what problem you're solving, because it's a big one and you certainly solve it in a great way. So love to hear about it. Sure. So we started our, we started our, our aviation company, air, started as an air ambulance company in around 2014. And from there, it evolved into corporate aviation and then what became our, our core mission, which is organ flights, which gives us the ability to fly transplant teams and organs all over the country to be able to save lives. We came up with a challenge that we had, and that is when you have either multiple flights going on or lack of aircraft or just availability issues, we said, how do we reach out? How do we reach out to operators to let them know that we, that we, need, that we have a need for an aircraft? And many of these organ flights and organ missions take place at the most inopportune of times. Okay, so they take place, they're either requested to take place at, you know, one, two, three o'clock in the morning, or they're taking place on holiday weekends or when there's so many other things going on, that you don't have the ability to literally pick up a phone and try to call, you know, 30 operators. We also wanted to expand our reach all over the country. So how do you do that? Right? So we said, hey, we, what if we develop an app that works? It works in two ways. One of them is it gives the transplant centers, okay, organ transplant centers, the ability to take their smartphone, their, their, their iPhone or their Android, and they can just request the transport just like that. They put in their information. They let us know uh, what airports they need to go to. They tell us what hospital they're going to, what organ they're going to procure, and what time they need to be there. That gets sent into our dispatch center and where the flip side of the app allows us to send it out to operators all over the country. So, so we, we do have a short list of operators that we'll call if there's something close by or operators we know are available. But if something comes in at, you know, in this, anywhere in the, in, the, in the West Coast, in the, in the East Coast, wherever it might be, and we need an aircraft right now, we can put the information onto our app and send it out. I think right now we have 
We have about, we have over a hundred operators and well over a thousand aircraft available now. And we're growing every single day. Operators that are signing up with, with us, we vet them, we make sure that they really understand what they're signing up for. And we send that a request. And then the operators don't have to be sitting, you know, they might not be sitting in their office, but they're going to get an alert on their phone at three o'clock in the morning or at their dispatch center. And they can reply back in three ways. One of them saying, we're available, we're not available, or we're going to have to check if we're available. And then they can come back and they can send us in a quote. And then, of course, we will go offline, then we'll communicate with them directly, we'll book that aircraft and we'll get that, we'll get that trip rolling. That's it was cool. really the only way to make it work. It's, it's almost like an Uber. It's almost yeah. like an or Uber for organ flights. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and it's all, so just so and, and for me and the others that might be listening that don't necessarily know and have not been in that situation or don't know mm -hmm. that that business. I mean, if somebody needs an organ and it's identified and found, what is normally the time frame to get that organ to the doctor in the hospital that they need to? And, and what is it now with kind of your process and your your uh, uh, app? So our goal is to make sure that no organs get left on a table, meaning that if there's a request that comes in for, you know, for a center that has somebody who has, who, who's, who's on life support and they've chosen to give the gift of life. So now there are, you know, they have the ability to save dozens of people. So it could be, it's the heart, it's the lungs, it's the liver, the kidney, the pancreas, the corneas, skin, tissue. There's so many different things that can happen. So now that that person over there, the donation is being made to, to transplant centers in multiple states. So if somebody is out in, let's call it near, near where you grew up, right? Somebody grew up, is, is in New Jersey, the reach can be as far as Texas. You know, so they're going out to, they can go out to Rhode Island, to Massachusetts, to New Hampshire, and they're finding those people who are the sickest, those who really need that, that transfer, those who need that heart and that lung. And now we have to figure out a way to get all those people, they have to coordinate the times. So the coordinators, the OPOs, the local organ procurement organizations that are set up in, in almost every state have to stop putting all those puzzle pieces together to say, okay, well, the sickest patient who needs this heart is coming in from North Carolina. And then the sickest patient who needs that lung is going to come in from Georgia. And the sickest patient who needs those that liver might be coming in from Massachusetts. So all those, everything has to be coordinated so they can set up the OR time, right? And now they have to start figuring out how they're going to get everybody there. So every transplant center has an issue of how they're going to get their trip covered. If one transplant center doesn't have the ability to get an aircraft to be able to get down there, now they have to decline that lung or that heart or that liver. We wanted to make sure that that would never happen and that we would do whatever we can to make sure that when somebody needs an aircraft, they can get it. And we work with everybody. We work with our competitors. We work with people who aren't our clients. If somebody calls us up at three o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the afternoon and says, hey, I need your help. We need an aircraft. We don't even discuss how they're going to pay for it or anything else like that. We say, we'll help you out. We'll deal with everything else on Monday morning. Yeah, that's great. So it's bigger than even I thought, because I was thinking it's all right, it's shortening the time frame and getting that organ, but it's in, in many cases, it's making it happen. I mean, it's not right. like it's the difference between this working and not really is what you're right. solving for. Right. And, and timing is an issue too, because if somebody has an operator that's only available to go out at, you know, at 9 p.m., but they really need to keep that o that OR time for you know for 8 p.m. Then they, we want to make sure they can increase their reach so that other operators available who would be able to do that flight.
Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So talk about the growth of the company. I mean, when did you come out with this and what does it look, what's happened over the last, whatever it has been, a year, two years or months and how quickly has this taken off? So it's, we wish it would scale even quicker. You know, we're trying to get our message out to operators. We're trying to get our message out to transplant centers, but it has grown. Our business has grown 100% year over year, 18, 19, 20, um, 21. It grew like 60%, but our, our growth is out there. And just, we want to get our reach out to every single place, even those who are, as I said, who are our competitors. If mm-hmm. they have an issue, reach out to us. We're happy to help. We want to save lives. That's what we want to do. Yeah, it sounds like you're you're a few steps away or even one step away from the tipping point where all of a sudden it catches on and everybody's now using it because it sounds right. like there's not a reason not to. It's helping to do something that is is a, is a problem, helping to fix a problem. Correct. Yeah. So uh, I know you're for the 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 listeners, and we got listeners all over the place in all different industries and all different levels. You know, you've you've taken a concept and an idea from ground up, and now it's in execution phase and implementation and growth. Um, it's obviously a big difference maker. Talk about your leadership style. What is your leadership style, and how have what have you found to work successfully in doing what you're trying to do? So, believe it or not, when people ask me what I do, I tell them I'm a paramedic. That's really what I do because that's my core mission in life. When I was a little kid, I said, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a paramedic. And everything else has really evolved from there. But my heart and my soul is that I'm a paramedic and I want to help people. I want to do whatever I can to help people and to save lives. And I'm down there in the trenches. So I've been volunteering for in the pre-hospital EMS field since 1993. just touching my, almost going to touch my 30th year coming up real soon. Um, I fly, I go to procurements. I I drive our vehicles to go pick up doctors. You know who we call, they're our celebrities. That's what I do. I'll be there three o'clock in the morning. I, I And I micromanage too. So we have great teams that work with us, coordinators. I always want to know about any hiccups as it happens. I prefer, I prefer to know about it ahead of time and not wait until we're hour in and we're trying to figure out what to do. But I'm down in the trenches with them every time. There's no job that's beneath me. There's no job that I won't do. And there's no job that I would ask somebody else to do that I wouldn't do myself. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I love that. And I, 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 what that what strikes me about that is a lot of times leaders forget why they're doing what they're doing. And it becomes more about being the leader versus having that driving why and the purpose and the passion. And in your case, that's really right. It, that's what's pushing you and motivating you. And it's helped you figure out, it sounds like some solutions because of your passion and you've seen everything and whatnot. What are some of the challenges though, when you go from that, you, you're in your passionate you know, zone, you're, you're, you're a paramedic, you see an opportunity to help solve a, provide a solution to a problem What's what's different there? I mean, you really have to now take on a lot of responsibility that you didn't have. What was some of the challenges that you faced in doing that that you you know deal with now that you didn't deal with necessarily or don't deal with as a paramedic? Well, of course, as you know, when the response, you know, when you work as a paramedic, so whenever your shift is or whenever you're doing a call, once that's over, you really go back to whatever life is. You know, this is a business that's 24 hours a day seven days a week. There's no point that my phone ever turns off. Um, there's no point that I won't pick up my phone. You know, when I, when I plan to go somewhere, the first thing I'm looking for is I'll ask, is there phone service there? Is there Wi-Fi there? Cause we always have to be in communication with everybody, with, with everything that's going on can never, ever be off the grid. 
So what we have done is we've, we've built our teams to, say, to see what they can offset and what they can take from us and what they can do. But, you know, I haven't figured that out yet. People asked me the last time I slept, and I, I believe it was sometime in 2014. Not that, not that I don't sleep through a night, yeah. but the, a point that I am ever able to turn off my phone. It's probably not the healthiest thing. That's the truth. And I look forward to the day, that's what I say, that yeah. I'll be able to have, you know, I'll be able to offset that just a little bit that the app will be able to really communicate. AI is, is the key, really. That's really what works everywhere. That hopefully it'll be at some point that it'll be so comfortable to say, hey, we have everything set. Yeah, well, one of the common problems that I hear, uh, very, very common problems mm-hmm. I hear from leaders, I was just actually doing a keynote in an organization yesterday and it came up in then, is as an organization grows mm-hmm. and you go from leading a small scope of people to a larger and larger scope, it's a major challenge for leaders to figure that out. You know, how do I increase my effectiveness or at least even maintain, be as effective leading a large group as a small group? And I don't know how many people you're leading right now or how many people kind of roll up to you right now, so to speak. But how has that been? What's your advice to those leaders that as you grow, the temptation is just take on more and more and more responsibility, but that's not reality. What's your advice to that leader that's going through that? So every once in a while, and I'm talking to myself right now, we always have to take a step back and say, what is our focus? What, what is our core mission, right? There's always ancillaries. There's always verticals that you can plug in. But there are some times that you just have to say, you know what, we're just not in that space. And we're not ready to get into that space yet. You know, perhaps as our team grows, we'll be able to do it. So we started off with flights. And then we said, you know what, there was a, there was a void because we needed to make sure that we had ground transport as well because we had no communication with the teams once they left the hospital and they're heading to the airport. And while we don't make too much money on that, it's not, you know, it's, I don't want to call it a loss leader because we're profitable, but we said, Hey, we're going to build that another little, another small component into there to be able to do that. But there are many different things that we've turned down that we just said, you know what, it's not within our scope of practice and we're not ready to do that yet. It's not easy to do because we always want to grow and grow, but we have to keep on building our foundation. As our foundation increases, then we can try to build as many blocks as we want on top of that. And I think the other mission is that we have, we have to really build a team of people who want to be there, not those who look at it as a job, but look at it as a mission, as a way of life. So we have nobody who works for us at nine to five. Yeah. Um, if they do, it might be 9 p.m. to 5 a.m. But people are on for the duration of our mission. Some of our missions can take 28 hours. I would say wow. the average is probably 12 hours. But yeah. some of them, you know, they can give us a notification that we're not going to have the OR until 4 o'clock in the morning. And then that gets delayed and it could end sometime tomorrow. But you need people who are there because they want to be there, not because they're just looking just looking for a job or they're looking for it as a stepping stone. There are people who do that. And for some companies, it works, but not in our industry. Absolutely. It's all about dedication. I'd love to talk to you more about that. I know we're at the end of our time here. Uh, for those people that want more information, want to learn more about you, they want to learn more about Organ Flight uh, or Paraflight, where do they go? What's their next step? They can, they can check us out on the web or all over social media. I'm on LinkedIn. We're on Instagram, Facebook. But Paraflight, that arrow is for our Air Ambulance and Corporate Aviation Division. And OrganFlights.com is our OrganFlights division. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, congrats on what you've done to this point. I wish you all the best with, uh, thank you so much. That's with it. Yeah. And I appreciate you joining us, Sim. We've been here with Sim Shane, CEO of Paraflight. Uh, thanks for joining us today, everybody. As always like subscribe, share all that kind of good stuff. I always appreciate your suggestions for future guests and content. And of course, go down below, give a five-star review and we'll see you next time. Thanks.
Thank you. John Laredo here. Thank you so much for listening to Tomorrow's Leader Spotlight. If you are a successful leader or business owner who would like to be on this program, please visit our website, johnlarito.com. Go right to the podcast page and right up top, you'll see a button that says apply here. If you got something out of this interview and you'd like to share this episode on social media, I love that. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone, text it to a friend, post it on whatever social media outlet you'd like to. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media and let them know about the show and also include the hashtag Tomorrow's Leader. I love seeing your posts. I love getting your guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up. Ratings, reviews also go a long way to help promote the show and really do mean a lot to me and our team. Want to know more? Go to our website, johnlarito.com. Follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. I'm all over the place. Uh, Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.